What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sap, October 27th, 2021. This is the Fightful post-show review. It's it's kind of impressive because Alex's NXT show technically hasn't even ended yet. That's true. And he's still right here. Alex, yeah. how you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all, I'm all right. Um, my, uh, we, we're, we, we, we bought a bunch of trees online. They finally arrived. They're supposed to get over the weekend. Ooh. So we're, we're building like, like we're using these trees to like as a makeshift fence between us and our neighbors. Cause they're nosy and they always walk into our yard. So I've been outside all day digging holes. Well, not taking souls, what you gonna but, say? but yeah, I, I, if I was the undertaker, I'd be taking the souls. Uh, so I missed the whole discourse about everything. I, I found out about 20 minutes ago that like ROH is gone. Like I just completely missed out on everything that happened during the day. Oh boy. Uh, so we, the, if you all want to check out the distraction today, I popped on there and actually talked about that. We're going to have more on it. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll clue you guys in, in a moment. We got Robert D Felice here. Robert, how you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, RIP ROH. I, Hope everybody there lands on their feet. Alex apparently starts and ends his Wednesdays talking in front of a camera, which is amazing. Yep. That's, That's very it's true. Very good. <laughs> so ROH told their talent today they are all being released from their contracts that um, ROH will be taking the first quarter of 2022 off and coming back with uh, with something else i guess i don't know what that is but here's the deal talent that are contracted through this year get paid until december 31st if they're contracted beyond that it's like march 31st they say they're going to come back i don't know I, nobody's been given any indication talent have been told that if they want to go elsewhere, they can likely work that out. I get the feeling Sinclair won't exactly hold them to that pay, um, but this is wild. And it has, even though at this stage, ROH was not a major game changer, them ceasing operations for the time being is a big game changer. Yeah. That is a major game changer because you've got in that company EC3 and Danhausen and the Briscoes and Shane Taylor Promotions. Uh, you've got OGK in there. You've got Roxy. You've got all kinds of people, and there's so many I haven't even mentioned. Uh, Roman says, as Johnny Utah said about ROH, they ain't coming back. Uh, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, tap a note or tap the bell for notifications. Um, all that stuff. Donate to Super Chat if your question or statement, if you want to get it read on the air. Mike Proventure says AEW has a second chance to sign Trisha Dora. Take it. If I, I said this on the distractions post show, Robert and Alex will will talk a little bit about this before we do the the AEW review because this is AEW related. If you are AEW and you have all these question marks about representation on your broadcast, you need to sign Jonathan Gresham. Mm. You need to sign Shane Taylor Promotions. Mm -hmm. You need to sign Trisha Dora. I, I said it earlier. I think that Vince McMahon's explanation of Taz on the rise and fall of ECW was the best. He was their sawed-off monster. I buy Jonathan Gresham as a sawed-off monster that normal people walk up to and go, LOL, what are you going to do? And then he ties them into a pretzel and walks away. Because that ain't a gimmick. He can do it. Uh, Robert, your thoughts on where some of these people will land? I think Dan Housen will be an AEW soon. I think Gresham probably already has a deal 
waiting for him because he's that good. I think the Briscoes are long overdue to be on TV in this fashion like they can be with AEW. And I think half of those women need to go because AEW just started a second women's championship. Now, I think there's a lot of women in ROH, a lot of people in ROH that probably aren't going to get full-time deals anywhere else. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of people um, saying every big reveal has been done on Rampage. Welcome home, Wyndham, I hope. And somebody says, uh, can we get a conference? Can we acknowledge that the Fiend was at Dynamite? Wyndham to A to be confirmed. May Gabagool be with you. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Uh, Shot Kid 22 or 29 says, heart goes out to the ROH talent and crew. Who besides Gresham do you think AEW will pick up? I'm hoping for Roxy and Taylor. Uh, Roxy, who I broke some news about on Fightful Select tonight. Um, I'll go ahead and give that to you guys. AEW contacted her after she had signed with ROH. It was likely for extra work because it was Sean Dean that reached out to her. But that shows that they're at least taken, that they were at least interested in bringing her in for something. Uh, Alex, I don't know how hip you are. I don't know um, if honor is real to you, <laughs> but there's, there's, they get a lot of talent on that roster. They, they, uh, they have a lot of talent on, on that roster. Not as, not as much as they used to have because just the things, the way they've been. Uh, but uh, Jonathan Gresham is an all world talent. Um, and, and there are, I don't know, a dozen guys in AEW that I'd love to see him wrestle for 20 minutes like just just to see what would happen. So so yeah, that's 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 by far my number one priority if I'm AEW is we gotta get maybe the best in the world to face our best in the world and like all of our best bests in the world. Yes. And that would be a lot of fun. Oh, there's just we'll we'll do a lot of talking about this uh brendan says roh ceasing operations sucks so hard there really isn't a show like it i hope talent can find their way to aw impact this sucks so this is us here operating on the assumption that is not definite that the company probably just won't come back that this is them just saying ah maybe and definitely won't look anything like it used to look like if i'm aew tomorrow i sign a lot of people but, or I try to, I'm reaching out about that video library, especially yeah. the all-in footage. Yeah. Um, they own the name. They don't own the footage. You got to You got to do that. Guys, you all can keep sending in super chats about this. Uh, we will be talking about this throughout the show. Um, Nacho Man says, someone, I'm the goddamn Nacho Man. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that, Norm. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to say someone. Brent Lockman says, much as the fall of ROH saddens me, Gresham Danielson now being a real possibility is the most 2021 thing ever. It sure is, buddy. Uh, Bandito, uh, he was a person that WWE and AEW were fighting for when AEW was getting started. He's free now. LFI is free now. Andrade is in AEW. We need to get that going. Yep. Uh, man, there's just... <sighs> this could flood the market. This could... I mean, the GCWs and the PWGs of the world, mm -hmm. the warrior wrestlings of the world, we could be headed towards another, and I already thought the indies were hot as is. Man. Uh, Ronald says, how about Brody King aligning with Malachi Black Holy and AEW? 
That's that's, it. that's a no brainer. Yeah, it's easy. That's, yeah. that's a no brainer. Uh, I think I think the the next thing for for Malachi to do is to actually create a house of black. You got to get yeah. at least four people in that faction. Brody King would be perfect and and obvious. Yes, Miguel says Briscoes versus Lucha Brothers at Revolution. So as much as I want to see that, there is a big part of me that has been aching to see Briscoes and Usos for a very, very, very long time. I would love to see that happen as well. Cliff Beard says, give me Dan Housen, Brody King, PCO, and the allure to AEW, please. Also, Gresham to Impact would be great. I I mean, all due respect to Gresham and Impact, I think AEW's coming calling for him. Yeah. Uh, I think they're they're coming after him. Ian says, Danhausen gets fancy and joins Egon. That's Ethan Page. Oh, my God. Uh, Oscar, or Oliver, sorry, uh, says, can AEW, or AEW can add quite a bit of talent to fit uh, nice into the roster. Enough of these wrestlers can be added to maybe have a two-hour rampage to go head-to-head with two hours on SmackDown. I mean, realistically, yeah, there is enough talent to do that. I just don't think it's a good idea to go head-to-head with the most-watched wrestling show in the world. I think I wouldn't do that. But we've got Kyle Collins saying, awesome show tonight. Given the ROH news today, can we please get Danielson Gresham for a half hour? I yeah. hope so. But what we did get, um, by the way, Rob Reed says Dax Harwood already says he wants the Briscoes. Phantom <laughs> yeah. says Max the Impaler, maybe team with Abaddon. I love that. Wish they had uh, yeah. wish they had a tag team division. Joey Bagadonut says, poor Sinclair Broadcasting, send this money to them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys are super chatting the hell out of us just over this, and I love the fantasy booking of it because yeah. as sad as this is, to a lot of other people, it's very exciting, and I, I do not want to tap dance on the grave or – or the life support of of ROH, but the sad reality is relatively nobody was watching that show. There was no buzz for it when we covered it. People would say to me, I don't even know how to watch it. Every one of their episodes is on their website. They work, it's a, it's a broadcast company that wanted everybody to see their show. It was always on their website and people still couldn't find it. Uh, keep those super chats rolling in. Like Ronald saying, Malachi, Brody, the Butchered, Blade, and Abaddon would love to see this as the House of Black. That is too lore-ish to me. That's a little too much for me. But I do understand why you all would say that. I, I completely get it. I, I love me some sofas as Mike Bennett just can't catch a break. He'll he'll catch on somewhere. He's got he'll good catch relationships. On somewhere. And Adam Cole has history with the kingdom. That's a good one-off, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, this guy's got history in, like, every promotion, so. ShotKid29 says, between ROH and potential NXT WWE contracts ending, could this be a bigger indie boom than the mid-2010s? That was white hot, my friend. Um, There's somewhere to go now. There's, yes, you know, there's less of an indie boom because there's somewhere to go. Yes, and that was white hot, like. We were covering flow slam shows in 2017. <laughs> I remember that. And they were hot, man. People loved it. People were so into flow slam. People were like, I got to get some evolve. They were foaming at the mouth for this stuff. Just anything but WWE at that point. So I am going to cover some W or some AEW and we'll get back to the ROH super chats. Riven Blade says, man, I love Dynamite tonight. Banger matches, hot angles, intensity in almost every second, hot crowd. Another goddamn I love AEW show. I find myself saying that 
towards the end of each one of these. Like, it's so fun to cover this. Alicia says, would rather have three hours of Dynamite than Raw. Me too, but I'm glad we don't. But this opening match, God damn, did I love this. Bobby Fish looks so much more motivated in AEW than he did upon returning from injury in NXT. And that's not a, a slap at NXT. He was booked really well there. You, you can't ask for much more than what Undisputed Era were given. Yeah. There. CM Punk and Bobby Fish quite literally kicked the living shit out of each other. They're like, let's just go in there. We know how to throw some strikes. Let's hit each other real hard. I think they were just trying to see who could knee each other the hardest at one point. I loved a lot about this match, but Robert, what do you think? Appropriately enough, I think they decided to go out there and show everyone that honor is real. They beat the <laughs> shit out of each other. I love this match. I want to see CM Punk wrestle always. He still looks so happy to just be involved in wrestling. Bobby Fish is the most motivated. I've seen him as a single ever. And I loved watching these guys go until he kicked out of the GTS, I think. That that finish was weird. It really looked like he kicked out on, if not weird. $2.99, then Three and a half. Yeah. Very, I, very odd. I I really love the match. Um, the finish doesn't make sense to me. Like the finish that like if you're gonna have somebody almost kick out of the GTS, why is it Bobby Fish? And why yes. is it a random match on a dynamite? If the story is that punk is facing all these young guys, and eventually he faces a guy who almost kicks out of it the rub that young guy would get would be off the charts. Why are we giving a rub like that to Bobby Fish? It was a very odd thing. It felt also very much like like what Hogan would do, where he'd kick yes. out at 3.1 and be like, no, it was two. Like, it felt weird to watch it. I don't know. Yes. The Wednesday I, Night Wars are real, brother. He's I taking out three. Shot Kid 29 says, seemed like the theme of Dynamite was lay it in, pal. It sure did. And that's what I want to see. I love it. It's a physical it's a physical art. It's sometimes you're going to have that eloquence says, what do you think? Who do you think hands punk his first L? So do you think it should be like a top guy? Like he works way to the top and then eats it. Or Alex, do you think it should be an up and comer that maybe surprises him? Maybe a Daniel Garcia, maybe a Wheeler Yuta, maybe a Lee Moriarty or somebody like that. Maybe a Jonathan Gresham that pops up. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think it should be, um, uh, one of the younger guys because 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 the, the rub of beating CM Punk the first CM Punk loss in AEW is stratospheric for the first person who does it so somebody who's already at the top doesn't need it somebody who's and and, and I think CM Punk losing to one of these young guys can be a catalyst to start him down a different path character wise and that would be really interesting to me I don't know who it should be specifically yet but I think they have enough of those really young, great young talents that I think that would make them, that would make their career. And Robert, I think that Punk is really good at like talking up a lot of those youngsters. And that should be kind of what he does is beat a lot of these guys. And then, oh, one of those guys gets him and he's like, damn, like, I think he can do that so well. It's got to be MJF. It's got to be MJF. MJF really? gets the better of him because MJF is a shit bag and he gets to brag about it for the rest Fair. of forever. I think it's MJF. We've got <laughs> Hugh Janus saying, could the punk fish fish finish set up a full gear rematch if they don't go with what was leaked? Um, I, Possibly. But, I mean, I know there were other plans for punk at, at 
like that it didn't end up happening. So I, I don't know if it's like necessarily uh, in in ink as opposed to pencil right now. Brent Lockman says, I figure Punk should lose to someone like Hobbs. He almost got him last time, and it's an easy story. It is. I think Hobbs would have been if Hobbs hadn't been beaten by him. I think whoever should beat Punk should look like, can Punk beat him next time? Punk should work his way back to the first person that beats him, I think. New Punk Rant says, I'll never stop being in awe that Punk is wrestling in AEW. People want him to do more when he already captivated pro wrestling again. The man is over by existing. And that if you can, that's good work if you can get it. It really is. Jay Blood says, The razor thin finish popped me because it took forever to crawl for the pin and it made a three count close. Maybe that was the line of thinking, but I don't know. It's hard for me to believe that that is the case, but I would like for it to be. Normalize that stuff. New Punk Rant says, AEW once again is going to change the wrestling world. Can't wait to see what happens with AEW adding more. Tony Khan has to be excited. Love AEW. I don't know. There's got to be a real idea setting in now of we can't sign everybody, so now we have to cherry pick. Eloquent says, AEW impact over me. No more Good Brothers in AEW. They have not been there of late. So um, make of that what you will. I'm good with, I'm good with that. I Their shtick by the end of it was getting tired so i'm good with them staying in impact for a while i like cliff beard punk's first loss should be to miro at full gear i wouldn't miss i wouldn't hate that at all i mean that's something for you believe miro would beat the shit out of oh man he like just destroy him i think it should be fairly one-sided too yeah i mean like like because punk has been in there with like hobbs is huge but young and inexperienced like everybody else he's faced has been mostly his size. Like just getting in there with Miro, who's 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 in a feud with God. Yes. Like he's declared war on God, and if he has to go through Punk to get his bride back, he's gonna do it in the most violent way possible. I think that's a story you could tell right there. And whatever you think about Punk and Cabana, they have audio from the Art of Wrestling of Punk saying, "This Miro guy, he was scared to death of me. You can milk that for days." Just oh, that yeah. one line. Ken Shearer says, Punk's entire story is that he isn't Punk yet. He barely beat a veteran after hitting him with his bum knee that got worked over all match. And that's why I want to see somebody like Amiro mow him down. I would love that, too. We had a series of promos. We got Penta backstage with Alex Abrahantes. You got Chris Jericho cutting a bit of a promo. You got Malachi Black. Uh, I like to kind of group these in because, quite frankly, FTR and Tully, they're all good promos. They're all effective promos. They don't take up a lot of time. They further the story. Alex, what stood out most to you about these these talky talk segments? Well, um, I, I really enjoyed them uh, allowing Malachi to give his Instagram post as a promo because oh. I thought I thought that thing was was so masterfully done. It's like it doesn't wins and losses so don't good. matter, Cody. I got the entire world to hate you. Your family doesn't trust you. This is what I've done to you. If you think it's all about pinning my shoulders to the mat for three seconds, you're so wrong. And I love that he has so many wonderful catchphrases. The house always wins. Like, it's just great. Like, it's it's perfect. And when I saw it on Instagram, I was like, this is amazing. This helps me process the fact yes. that I don't think Cody should have beaten him because it, it makes it look like it was actually Black's intention to maybe lose. And I thought to myself, it's too bad they're never going to let him cut it as a promo on, on the actual TV. And then they did. It was perfect. Well, buddy, I loved that Cody promo. 
Mm. Holy shit, did I love this Cody promo. And I, I was caught in the moment of the Cody promo. He said, I hear you. I hear the booze. I acknowledge it. I know. And he's like, he, he even acknowledged, whether it was intentional or not, I almost hit a pedigree last week, but I went for a Tiger Driver 98, and I could have got up. I could have abused my spot. I could have taken, like, went back and, and went for the title, but that's too easy. He said he's got a wife that's too hot for him. He's got a kid he doesn't deserve. His brother is better than him. He'll never be his dad. Woo! So, <laughs> so much of the Young Bucks act is that the criticisms of them online, they apply to themselves and then they magnify it. Like, whatever people bitch about online, if they do too many super kicks, they do more super kicks. They do too many flips, they, they, they do more. Too many tassels, let's add some tassels to our forehead. Like, that's them. Cody addresses it and he goes, yeah, I know. And whew, he's still so hateable while he does it. The, the, that crowd, that, that crowd in Boston hated his guts, like just, just despised him. And the moment like uh, where he goes, I will not turn. Like he's giving some kind of political speech. Like, it's just, it's so funny. And, and the thing is, is that like, whatever you say, code man but we all still want you to turn because this is getting really weird like i don't know i i, I believe that he is in on it he understands and that he will okay. eventually turn because he has to well but i don't know how far he can take this without it becoming kind of just absurd well robert andrade turned heel because he called cody's tattoo stupid yep cody, first of all cody Rhodes is full of shit and he knows he's full of shit. And it's awesome. And, and we know that he knows he's full of shit. And that's why it's so hateable. When he cuts this promo that is so good, and it is honest, it's honest, but it's full of shit. Ken Shiro says, I've never seen when someone worked the smarks as well as Cody. No, we all know that he knows. That's the thing. We're along for the ride, ultimately. Like, this has now become the desired reaction. Cody's a heel already. Yes, he is. But for a long time, on WWE calls, we'd hear people say, well, Roman Reigns is getting booed. Sure seems like he's a heel to me. No, what he's been doing the last year is a heel. Cody is with a different type of audience. Riven Blade says, can Cody stay face? Delusional heel feels a must. Robert, it seems like that's what he's doing. He and already I is. love it. There, Arne Anderson gave a look like, buddy, even I know you're full of shit. Like, everything he did tonight was the first step in a year that I felt like, oh, Cody's back on the regular show. We're not in the Cody-verse anymore. He's back in touch with reality, and it felt really good. This kicked so much ass. Of course, the uh, we get the makeshift House of Black right now, Andrade and Malachi out there. Uh, Pat comes to help as well. We got some super chats about this. I just love this segment. Lionel says... Cody uh, saying he isn't turning has turned heel. It gets at this point. If he were to turn true heel, he might get cheered, making this the way to go about it. Yes, he's getting this reaction, Alex. Mm -hmm. I rock with this. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it'll it, it'll it'll def it'll definitely work uh, uh, at this point in the short term. I think like in the long term, it'll be kind of a a weird reaction. Like wh why aren't we getting the thing that we know we're gonna get? So I mean that's fine. I I I love. The potential here for for uh, the most thing for me 
is I need, I need Pac versus Malachi Black, and I need it in my veins, and I need it tomorrow. Like, I just need that match. Like, these two at the height of their powers right now? Yeah, I need that. Ken says, oh, I know you guys know. I meant those people who refused to admit they could ever be worked. I think even they know. Um, yeah. Anthony says, Wyndham teasing his claws ends in two days on Twitter. Possible they get full gear? Possibly, yes. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. He plays things really close to the vest. Very, very. Riven Blade said Andrade sounded terrific and got reactions. Love it. Man, you troll Cody's tattoo, and that's all you need, buddy. He's a smart man. Uh, Beagle or Beagle says, get me Roosh in AEW with Andrade. If he's that, if he's okay eating some pins, sure. I mean, that's that's the, the issue. Chris said it was like Cody was turning by saying he wouldn't turn. Exactly. He's out there saying. Despite all that, I'm such a great guy. That's what he was doing. <laughs> I I won't turn because I love you all too much. And then they booed him. Like yes. that's just that's just great. Yes. Brendan says Cody's a special talent. He's the best damn heel after being the best damn baby face. Hard to hard to disagree. Like he takes these, he's a master at taking indifferent reactions. And making them desired reactions. And that's pretty cool. I think he's going to be one of the first people Punk feuds with that he's already feuded with before. Because he can say, I did what you said you would do. I created change. And Punk can just go, you know who you're turning into. Don't be this guy. And people will eat it up. Nerd Guru says, Cody should have said to Andrade, at least my wife isn't hard to work with. In which Andrade would say, have you ever worked with your wife? (laughs) (laughs) Which would have gotten a good pop as well. Yeah. Um, And and yeah. Majone says, Cody is embracing the boo like Kurt with you suck. I'm interested in him right now. Oh, I can't wait to see where this goes. I am a Lucha says, Los Ingobernables reunite in AEW and burn down the stupid Nightmare Factory book it. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. Nightmare Factory isn't that strong right now. They can easily nope. run through that faction. Yeah. What I what that. I really what I really need though, if we're gonna get that tag match of, of Malachi and Andrade versus Cody and Pac, I need Pac to turn to Cody and say, I hate you, little man. But I hate Malachi Black yes. and Andrade more. Because I don't need him to and Cody to be best friends. That doesn't make any sense to me. But I, I appreciate the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Nikolai says he needs to embrace his inner homelander. He's referenced that in the past. I hope they get uh, Stephen Amell to appear and kind of bond them since it was yes. uh, Amell in that SummerSlam match with them. Reminder, guys, get your super chat in to get your question or statement read right on the air. Please leave us a thumbs up on YouTube.com slash Fightful. We are all are also available on Facebook.com slash Fightful Online. Kyler has done a great job growing that. Oscar says the setup makes it confirm seem like it confirms Tony Khan's match leak in his notebook. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Cliff Beard says he's no longer Cody Rhodes. He's Cody Cena. Come on now. Come on now. Uh, we've got a bunch of super chats about ROH. Sean says, given how uh, WWE revamped NXT, do we see any ROH talent making the trip to Stanford straight to the main roster? Uh, well, EC3 ain't going back there. Third Bennett time's a charm, though. Yeah, know? I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Bennett ain't going back there. Whew. Um, I don't know. Uh, the Briscoes, if they want. Lethal, if if they bring him in, if, if there's a possibility of it. 
Um, if si- I think Silas Young would fit in really, really yeah. well on Raw or SmackDown. He's mm-hmm. so good. Uh, Dalton Castle as well could. I think those are, are possibilities. If they can land Brody, Cr- Brody King him. Uh, Cliff Beard says, where do you think people like Quinn McKay or Brian Zango or any of the commentators? I think uh, Impact should probably jump at the opportunity to get Ian Riccoboni. I think everybody probably should for a play-by-play guy. Brian, I don't know. I don't know what he'll want to do. Uh, Quinn McKay is really good at getting buzz for herself, so it, it's hard to say where she'll go. Uh, I could see WoW trying to reach out to her, to be honest with you. Yeah. AT says, Lethal, Gresham, Quinn McKay, Trisha Dora, Roxy to AEW. Ah, at least a couple of those I don't... Or, yeah, at least a couple of those I don't see going there. Do you think AEW would be smart to bring in Maria to help win, run the women's division? Yes. Yeah, I think she I could. Think she goes. Yeah, I think she could advocate an awful lot uh, for for a lot of those women. I think she goes to Impact. If Maria goes anywhere, she goes to Impact. Impact was good to her and Mike. They can have a second run there. Also, somebody helping out Gail Kim wouldn't hurt. Vincent Dalton Castle to AEW or Impact. Um, I don't think Vincent goes to either one of those places. I think Dalton Castle probably pops up in WWE if he wants to. Keep at it. Wyatt says Danhausen fits in with anyone. Team him with OC, Corey, Chris Judas, Egon, or the Murder Bird. He does. He is like the comic relief to absolutely everybody. He's about to get paid. Yeah. James Boris says, How big can the AEW roster get before it's too bloated to give so many of these great wrestlers enough time? My dude. Brian Danielson and Adam Cole are working the dark tapings in Orlando. These people want to wrestle. Yeah. FTR yeah. are like, please book us in Orlando, man. And while we're on that subject, one of the things I love so much about AEW guys is they book bigger dudes as enhancement talent. That way, when MJF runs through and DDTs somebody and beats them or pile drives somebody, it looks great. He did that. The line from Excalibur saying he has met his quarterly wrestling obligation mm-hmm. was so funny because on the surface you look at it and you're like, he keeps winning. How can they keep him away from the title? He doesn't wrestle. He's had like five matches this year. Robert, that is canon. He like, it's, they're like, he doesn't wrestle. It, 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 it protects him in a way. And it also fits his character. Yes. That he wouldn't want to, because he doesn't need to. And he's the thing is, is that and he's getting paid. And the thing is, is that he would never admit this, but the reason he doesn't get that world title shot that he says he deserves is because he never wrestles. wrestles. And that's, that's, it's perfect. But I I thought this was all really, really great. Um, It feels special when MJF wrestles. Yeah. Because we never see it. And and there's a lot of people that you would book him against where where we feel like, okay, I I know MJF needs this win, but so does this guy he's going to beat. But no, put him against an enhancement talent once every three months and let him say, well, I won again. It would be perfect for his character and would help the whole thing. It's perfect. Well, Robert, after this, he cut a promo, the usual thing, saying, I I usually bang rats, but you know what? They're too fat and ugly here, et cetera, et cetera. Uh (laughs) Which is a brilliant line, and only MJF can get away with saying anything he does in 2021. And then he makes people think for five seconds that that sting is coming out i love that bit (sighs) which is a classic bit that you can always do and then darby allen does one of his 
art house vignettes where he and someone else put a fake MJF through a table at a concert. Very cool. And then Darby and Sting. Sting pops up, beats him with with a bat. And the reveal of Darby in the Invisible Man outfit. Perfect. The Inspector Gadget jacket. Yeah. I dug this. And then hits a skateboard full of thumbtacks onto Wardlow. They they put up pictures of Wardlow's back online. My that, that did not look like it felt good. Um, and Wardlow keeps taking bullets for MJF, and I think he's not happy about it. And I think there's that that story as well. I love the little the little nod that it was Sean Spears's idea to do the the fake Sting entrance. Yes, I thought that was kind of cool because it it allows everybody who's in the faction. To, to at least be able to like get over in some way through the whole thing. I thought this was all great. Um, and uh, yeah, and I'm very excited to see Darby Allen versus MJF, two of the pillars of AEW at full gear in a grudge match. Yep. Great. JJ says storyline. Does it make sense that TK isn't booking MJF? Kind of. Um, I mean, ultimately everybody's contract is different in the UFC. They have to offer you at least two fights a year. Maybe MJF's contract is that he ha- he has to wrestle quarterly. Maybe that's the, the whole thing. Nikolai says a small detail was Wardlow appearing not to know yeah. Spears MJF pulled a fast one. He well, that's appealing. why you got to check in with your accountability, you know? Like, how are you going to know these things if you don't check in? Brent Lockman says Inspector Darby, so who's Dr. Claw? Cody. Oh, God. With, with one of his dogs instead of a cat there? Yeah. Yes. I love it. I love it. This is pretty good stuff. Um, and then we've got more ROH stuff. I mean, this is a hot topic. Brendan says this dynamite was good, but I can't stop thinking about the ROH stuff. Homicide with Eddie again, STP showing up mm. on the women's side. Any chance AEW gets Roxy, Alize, and Willow? Yes, there's a there's a good chance. I don't know if Willow's signed full time, but um, Homicide could be with Eddie anyway. That he was on AEW last month uh, at Arthur Ashe. Hobo in the corner says, I want to see Danhausen and PPA team up as cartoon supervillains doing crimes that slightly inconvenience the roster. I'm good P- with it. PPA, what am I missing? Uh, Peter Avalon. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. For some reason, I thought it was uh, a group. Yeah. Pre- uh, yeah. Peter Avalon. Jack Murphy says, hope that ROH talent is picked up. Bandito should be on TNT by next week. Generational talent. He is. There are some psychology things that got to be adjusted. Like I watched his opponent hang on the second rope and hold the top rope Mm. while Bandito ran across the ring, ran back, walked to the outside and did a springboard 450 on him. That can't happen. (laughs) That like got to adjust a little bit. Terrence says, hate all this is happening to ROH, but on the business side, would Tony Khan entertain acquiring the library for a possible pitch of streaming services? He should. He, he should get ROH. Should. ROH. He should try to work out a deal with Thunder Rosa for Mission Pro. He should try to work out a deal with, I mean, Nightmare Factory to get their footage. Add all that stuff you can. Robert, I mean, this is a no-brainer to try. I mean, yeah, and on top of that, I just want to add, it's long overdue for PWG to have, like, a live yeah. pay-per-view kind of service. Work out a deal with Excalibur there. This needs to happen. I've been saying that I'm surprised WWE didn't make a play for Ring of Honor video library and Impact's video library at the least, seeing all the talent they had. Uh, Tony Khan needs to jump on it. And it wouldn't completely pill or like pillage PWG's roster because, I mean, the big deal that the excuse for a long time for no streaming was, oh, well, it's got like 
big talent on there that are signed to companies, so they can't stream live. GCW streams live all the time. They're fine. William says, I want to see Joe Hendry and Max Caster insulting each other to music. That would be a good, like, dark elevation feud. Nerd Guru says, if Danhausen went to WWE, would he be stripped of everything that makes him cool or be Not a 24 smart, but they or, haven't been smart lately. Or be a 24-7 dork or all of the above? I think it'd be all of the above. Legitimately. I think Danhausen as Danhausen with the 24-7 title would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, Reggie's held it for 100 days. He's yes. the first to ever hold it for 100 days. He's due to have a loss eventually. I love me some Sova says, speaking of dark, did you see Toa Leona? Guy was manhandling FTR. I have not watched it yet. I'm going to watch it. Tim Gordon says it was a super fun show. The studio vibe for that show is perfect. It really is. It makes you feel a little bit different. It's easy to watch. Very easy. Jack Murphy says, to add on, I can't believe people think that Cody is not self-aware. The man knows what he's doing. The pedigree tease was perfect. That it was. We have Abaddon set against Britt Baker for Rampage. If Abaddon wins, uh, she gets a future title shot. Uh, Robert, I think she shouldn't win. Well, well, she shouldn't, but if they need something for winter is coming, they can always have that wrinkle. But I think they're focused on Tay Conti. Yeah, I don't I don't want to see Britt losing, especially a no DQ where all of her friends can help her whip Abaddon's ass. Yeah. Alex, your thoughts? Uh, I like that they set it up by saying that she walked out on the match they had on the Jericho cruise to yeah. make that like like canon. I think that's that's interesting. Um and yeah, Abaddon doesn't lose, so eventually she's gonna have to be considered as as a contender in some way. Yep. Losing this match would then bump her back down the rankings and she could pick up a few victories on dark and get back again. She's, she's an attraction. Like she's not, a, a, I don't think they're ever going to actually do like their ceiling is going to be high enough. She's going to be a, a title holder or even a serious contender. But when she wrestles, people will go, what the hell is that? I've, I'm, I'm on record as saying I'm a huge fan of Abaddon because that kind of gimmick is only as good as how hard you play it and she is playing that thing to a t and that, that that's sometimes all you need with that kind of gimmick sammy guevara all ego ethan page we got tony niece ringside i believe dave Meltzer reported that he is signed uh he is a very good it's great to see that great to see ethan page in a in a prime spot robert what do you think of this match uh this match was fine sammy's great Ethan Page is great when they made the ruling that, well, Sammy will have to leave the inner circle. Well, you just know that that's not going to happen. So that kind of takes me out of it. Nice is great. I don't know why they're choosing him for this. And he's sitting in the crowd watching the matches. That's a little weird to me. But Nice is great. I like this. Jericho could promo afterwards. I didn't like, but uh, yeah. what can you do? Eh. Uh, the match was very good. Oh boy. I love Ethan Page's offense. Like he'll yeah. do a scoop slam from the top rope. He'll do a side slam that goes onto the top turnbuckle. I, really, really good stuff. I really like this match. Uh, it, 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 it made me sad because I wanted Ethan Page to be in a title match that he could yeah. possibly win. Like if, if like it's too early for Sammy to drop the belt, <clears throat> if this was three months from now and it wasn't tied to a ridiculous stipulation, I might have been in suspense of whether my, one of my favorite heels in the company, Ethan Page, might get a title win. But in this case, I'm watching it going, how is Sammy going to win? And AEW doesn't usually do stuff like that. And and this kind of, kind of, that 
was the only drawback for me watching the match. Ian says, does it look like Nice is going to join men of the year? That'd be interesting. That would be interesting. I, I don't know what the men of the year means or what yeah. it is. Like, do do something like to show me what that is besides the people that tolerate Dan Lambert. Which, I, let me tell you, that's a whole gimmick in itself, I guess. Oh, boy. The most super chatted thing about tonight by, by a hair so far seems to be Sheeta and Deeb. And that makes my heart warm. Deeb, she hears the Bret Hart comparisons. She's out there in the pink and black. She knows and what she's she doing. looks like a badass. She is so aggressive. And all I need to see is really, really aggressive Serena Deeb. That's it. That's it. Okay, so one of the things that made Tessa Blanchard such a good performer, completely separate of all that horrible shit, she always looked like she was trying to win the match she was in. That's what stood out about her work to me. Not necessarily transitions or footwork or anything. Every time I would see her work, I would think, she's trying to win this match. I always feel like that about Serena Deeb, but times like three. And there are so many people, you hit them with a shoulder block and their opponent goes down and they're like, woo! And then they run the opposite direction of their opponent who... What are you doing to him? Are you going to run, hit the ropes, then do an elbow drop? No, you try to pin him. You put a hold on him. You try to cripple him. And that's what she does. And she's so good at this. And as it turns out, she does real good too. Alicia says she didn't do better than the whole Queen's Crown tourney. Well, they didn't have a lot of competition there. But. Exactly. Rivenblade said, love this match. Fight forever, please. Alex just kicked ass. Kicked all kinds of ass. Um... Many asses. All, 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 every ass there was to be kicked was kicked by this match. Um, I throughout throughout the match, I was like, I'm 50-50 on this thing. They, yeah, they, the story could be Sheeta can't beat Serena Deeb, and she refuses to wrestle anybody else to get that 50th win. Like you could have done that and dragged this thing out for a while. Serena Deeb being the person that Ruby would have to go through to get to the final on that end of the bracket would be an amazing match. So I'm thinking to myself, Serena Deeb might win this. But the the right story, I think, is the one they did with Sheeta somehow getting the victory. Like, I love the finish. Those rolls back and forth were amazing. Those counters to finish the match, fantastic. And then that's how you heal, man. This is how you heal on somebody. Serena just destroying Sheeta's knee to where Sheeta, will she be able to even have her match versus Nyla? If she does, there's no way she's 100%. So now we've, if Nyla beats Sheeta, now we have that storyline for Deeb and Sheeta to have more of these amazing matches after the tournament without any kind of title being involved. It's great. Really great. Uh, Robert, we have a bunch of super chats about this. We're going to um, address them. Nikolai says they killed it tonight. Two matches in and the TBS tournament has already been better or longer than the Queen's Crown. AW Women Division is coming along nicely. I mean, it's it's hard to look at this and say, this isn't them going, what now? It's. I want to address that real quick because WWE, the one thing they had over AEW definitively 
was their women's division and how do you shit the bed there? Like, how do you just drop all of that with what they did with the Queen's Crown? But other than that, Dave is great. The pink and black is fantastic. She did the figure four on the ring post and she lost like Bret Hart losing to Davey Boy in 92. None of that was lost on me. I'm assuming all of that was <laughs> deliberate and I enjoyed watching every minute of this match. Deep should have been a world champion 10 years ago. I can't wait to see her win a title here. Cornman says she versus Deeb. Five camel emojis. That's five humps. Eloquent says appreciation chat for Serena Deeb. Jarek Tool says uh, Serena has to be one of the best wrestlers on the planet. She scares the crap out of me. So good. <laughs> Elray Velez says Deeb and Sheeta was great. I loved everything about it and the Bret Hart gear. I just love people are willing to invest in us just to praise them more. As if, as if we need it, and we appreciate it. Chris Rain says, I'm loving her so much, being Serena Deeb, that figure four around the ring post made me so happy. Another Bret Hart reference right there. So good. Mike Preventure, too, says, Total Queen's Crown, 1924. First two TBS matches, 1932. There we go. Wow, man. Uh, Ronald Hollick says, Serena Deeb and Hikaru Shida, TK, give, them, uh, give us them as your first Iron Woman match. Oh boy, that would be rad. That would be really, really yeah. rad. Right now, I'm thinking two out of three falls on the pay per view because you can have more than one women's match on the pay per view, and they need to get there, and then we're pretty much golden. I think it'd be a cool idea if they did an Iron Woman match. I would love to see them go an hour, but between falls, you give them ninety seconds, and that's when you can have promos backstage. You can do some other stuff. Uh, regardless of the show, you can do something like that where it gets other people on the show in between falls, so to speak. Do things a little bit differently than WWE. Alicia says, do you think Sheeta will pull out of the next round due to injury? I don't. I think the babyface thing to do is to stay in it, be hurt, and then Nyla beats her if, if Nyla's up next. I am a Lucha says someone send tape of this match to Laurinaitis, pal. Oh, man. <laughs> well, I mean, he's not booking him. Bruce and Vince are booking him. Brendan says she didn't deep delivered and will continue to do so. They are amazing. New punk rant says that had me glued. Mox is amazing. That main event had 96 WCW vibes. Rampage is stacked. Got four more shirts. What a show. People are just enjoy. Like that's why when people say, oh, you just want to report uh, negative news. And I'm like, no, the shows that draw the most for us mm -hmm. are, are the good shows. People want to talk about what they're excited about. Except Alex. He hates everything. Yeah, except for this. Dr. Six Fingers says, give me pay-per-view that's just five sheet of deep stipulation matches and take all my money. <laughs> well, we'll take at least five bucks of yours right now. Thank you, fella. Uh, Sheeta fan club leader said it was excellent. Deeb's a natural heel. Sheeta is natural aggressive baby face. Oh, I do think there's a place for mob boss Sheeta with the Joshi group in mm -hmm. the future. Yeah. Where she's like getting them to abuse somebody and Maki Ito is skipping around in the background being Maki Ito. Lord Jackson says the match was awesome. Need a third match at full gear. Iron Woman, two out of three falls. I don't care. Want that five-star match. I know they can deliver. It warms my heart that so many people are just like, let me compliment this. Um, yeah. Alicia says they should have gave Deeb the Brock treatment and sent the whole locker room out. That could have been 
that, that would have been really cool. cool. I mean, like they they sent enough people. Man, they sent like fifteen officials. I didn't know they had yes. that many refs who were for AEW. That was great. Much less ones that actually do their jobs there. <laughs> That's I, true. Sawyer says, "I'm glad they didn't go with the Sheeta losing streak story, and we're still getting a real blood food feud. Absolute banger. It sure was." JJ Lee says, "Good matches weren't the issue. The women still need better storytelling, not involving a title. This looks like the start of that. It's great." It does seem to address that problem in a promising manner, Robert. Yeah, and that they heard the criticisms and they always address them. They're still a young company, so they do get a longer leash with those things. But at least they're not taking that longer leash for granted. You're right. Shotkid29 says they were great. What do you think of a Thatcher-like teacher bit for Deeb that would introduce Roxy? I love that. That that's, sounds that sounds incredible. That's good. That sounds great. Um, Dante Martin backstage with Leo Rush. They were supposed to face the Seidel brothers on Friday, but Matt or, or Mike rather uh, is hurt. So they're doing Dante Martin, Matt Seidel three. The match is going to be great. I'd rather them have done Leo versus Matt because I've seen this match. And one of my big cons- uh, concerns with WWE is rematches. AW's leaned into rematches way more lately. I think that the the difference with this one is that the story is very different. Uh, Seidel versus versus you know his erstwhile tag team partner, uh, like Dante Martin, kind of versus his mentor with Leo Rush at, at ringside. I wonder how much of the tag match's story was going to be Leo not getting into the ring, and therefore he wasn't going to really have his debut match anyway. Like I wonder what the plans were for that match, um, but I mean I'm 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 very excited to see Leo whenever he does be in the ring. But also I think that this this Dante and Seidel match is going to have a lot more story to it than the other ones we've seen in the past. And I'm fine with this rematch because Dante is so young that it will benefit him to just work a guy like Matt Seidel over and over again. Rob Reed says. If Dan Housen signed with WWE, he'd be El Hijo del Fantasio on uh, NXT 2.0. Uh, that would work on NXT 2.0. That would work I, for I, me. Don't I don't know what else to tell you, pal, but NXT 2.0 would be a great place for Dan Housen. <laughs> there aren't any acts that I look at and I'm like, I'm going to change the channel on NXT 2.0. There's some ridiculous stuff, but I'm like, what ridiculous shit are they going to do tonight? That's, Yeah. Uh, Nico Rigoli says Shane Taylor promotions, anyone or versus anyone blood and guts. I I think Shane Taylor promotions is going to be just fine. They're going to get some, some offers. Dan Housen and WWE will become Daniel house. DDS says Cliff beard. (laughs) That also sounds awesome. Like I know you're trying to make it sound like this would suck, but on (laughs) 2.0, I'm sorry. Dan Housen having a Jekyll and Hyde gimmick where the Hyde is Danhausen and the Jekyll is like some very erudite young man who's like Daniel a Hausen. student. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah, Daniel Hausen would be really, really good in in as as an alter ego in that sense. Robert says, Andrade, Bandito, Dragon Lee, Rouge versus the Super Elite, give it to me. Yep. I think that will happen eventually. Oh, yeah. I really think that'll happen. We've got uh, Mike Lima saying, I guess, Sammy versus Nice for the TNT title match. If it's an open challenge, sure, that makes that makes sense to me. 
I'm Lucha says Jericho's promo sounds super dated. The handhold jokes were low hanging fruit. Am I the only one questioning why Santana and Ortiz aren't used more? This is why I think they should have split up that group, guys. Yeah. Uh, any thoughts? Yeah, no. The the Jericho promo was just just I don't know, man. It's just like what what? Hey, you you masturbate? Ha ha! Like I don't. What is that a thing we're supposed to do now? I don't know. It was just dumb. I don't know. I lost it. MMA meat sickles. Like, what What are we doing here? This is really bad Y2J. And he had swore he was done doing Y2J. It's just very strange. Well, I'll tell you what isn't very strange. Starting your mornings with a healthy, delicious option. Like Magic Spoon. Magicspoon.com slash fightful you know growing up cereal was one of the best parts about being a kid but a lot of times you got to give it up because you realize it's full of sugar junk and stuff you really shouldn't eat when you're trying to eat better sometimes cereal doesn't make the cut but it does with magic spoon all the flavors you love without all the bad stuff none of the carb sugar unhealthy stuff you get zero grams of sugar, 13, 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving at only 140 calories per serving. Now, a lot of times you'll say, but Sean, what really is one serving a Magic Spoon? I eat lots of cereal. I just keep going back and back. Nope, this stuff fills you up. You're not going to run back and forth to the cupboard. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb, and it's got all the flavors you love. You can build your own custom box with a bundle of uh, a ton of flavors that you're going to love. Go check them out. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Uh, I just ordered myself legitimately like 10 boxes. I love like maple waffle cookies and cream, cocoa, um, peanut butter. I like to mix the cocoa and peanut butter as well. It's a good time. And when you go to Magicspoon.com slash Fightful, save $5 off your order. They are so confident in their product. It's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So for any reason you don't like it, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. If for some reason you're like, ooh, gross, I hate being really healthy and eating delicious food and not feeling bad about it, they'll give you your money back. You won't, though, because that'd be a really embarrassing thing to do. Imagine making that call. I mean, they, they're not going to ask you why anyway. But, I mean, you, you'd have to live with that guilt, unlike when you eat Magic Spoon and you don't have any guilt at all. Magicspoon.com slash Fightful. Let's do this little right here. There we go. Thank you, fellas. John Moxley beat the brakes off of 10, Alex. My God. And this is, I thought about it before and I was like, should this be competitive? And then when it happened, I was like, nope, it shouldn't be. No, they, they had a big old five next to number 10. When he came out, like he's fifth in the rankings, and I'm like, I didn't realize that. That's interesting. Yeah. That well, he's been very and protected. So here we go. We got Moxley out there who just decides I'm going to take this kid outside, tear open his mask. I was wondering why is he wearing the old Joker mask when the when the the new one he has, which is like half purple, and the the, old, the Deathstroke match is a lot better. It's because he didn't want the new mask to get ripped up because Moxley tears it up. And then bites a chunk of his forehead out. He sure did. And then I loved the 10 tried to mount a little comeback and knocked, knocked Moxley into the corner. And then it was going to run and do a bounce off the ropes. But Moxley hit him with one of the stiffest lariats I've seen since like Stan Hansen. Like he just walloped him. 
picked him up, dropped him on his head, and left. John Moxley, as 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 this guy who does not care if he literally leaves bodies in his wake, he is going to become champion again. This guy going up eventually against this version of Brian Danielson. My God, I might be more excited for that match than Paige versus Kenny Omega. Like, I'm just so excited to see where this goes. 10 bled a lot. That was a lot of blood for a guy not named Rhodes. And it was just so surprising to see. Moxley is straight up murdering people on the route to winning this tournament. And I think he will. But I also think Brian Danielson is going to be a very hard opponent for him. And they're both fighting with nothing to lose because they just want to feed their families. And I think that is the easiest story to tell. And this is also one that you might look at and go, oh, two former WWE guys. They've never done this match on pay-per-view in a big-time scenario. AEW gets this first. I, if Moxley does make it, of course, it's looking like he very much will. But he still has to try to run through Orange Cassidy, which is yeah. a match in of itself. And Brian, I can't wait to see honestly, whatever they get to at full gear. Honestly, I would like to see him do the same thing to Orange Cassidy. I really oh, would. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Orange Cassidy can take it. He's uh, he's overprotected as is. Yeah. Brent says, I guess that's why Tin wasn't wearing the Deathstroke match. Yep. <laughs> and Daniel says, was he in the tourney because of his ranking? I think his ranking was what set him up for the tourney. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hornman says he's going to Moxley is going to murder Orange Cassidy. He'll mox. One of these days that has to really haunt Orange Cassidy, his demeanor. It can't be he's outsmarting people all the time. Sometimes oh. he just runs into a brick wall. Like, imagine Orange Cassidy coming in wearing the, the aviators and doing the big dramatic put his hands in his pockets thing in front of this John Moxley. That isn't going to fly. Like You yeah. can't do that at all. This is going to be interesting. Yeah, somebody, look, I like Cassidy. I think he's one of the best characters they have. But something needs to, like, no-sell that shit, beat the hell out of him, and win a match to get well, him to the next level. Everybody does no-sell it. He uses it as, like, a mind game thing. They're not, like, selling it like it's a big kick, obviously. But sometimes you just got to get run through. Man, lots of super chats here. Brendan says, Brutal Heel Moxley versus Adam Page, please. That sounds like a hell of a feud. It really, yeah. Or a one-match feud. I want to see some of those. I don't want to see them necessarily stretch out over two title matches. Daniel wants a new Eddie Moxley feud, also Moxley Darby. Oh, I am excited for what Eddie's going to be doing, and we'll talk about that momentarily. Valab says the Ghostbuster theme for the Elite today is called I Ain't Afraid of No Budge. <laughs> Eloquent notes. Uh, I love this Moxley character arc. Reminds me of early NXT Kevin Owens doing dishonorable scummy shit in the name of his family. It's, it's a reason. It's a reason why he's doing this, and I love it. Sawyer says, Moxley's new gimmick, being hurry up and leave because he wants to be with his daughter. Daddy doesn't get paid by the hour. I mean, Alex, that's definitely not your gimmick. No. Um, it's the opposite. No, my, 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 daughter, my daughter's asleep when I, when I do two and a half hour yes. podcasts, so I'm not going to be able to like, hang out with her or like reading her stories <laughs> if I wasn't doing this. Just a sickness. Just a sickness, man. Dr. Six Fingers says Mox OC will go Queen's Crown match length. It should. If yes. they don't, then I think they've done it wrong. Yep. 
Anthony notes, do you guys see Mox turning full heel against Orange next week? Been showing a lot of heel tendencies in his matches over the past few weeks. He should. I think I he mean, should there. And I, I'd be okay if he beats Brian Danielson, honestly, and then challenges Paige. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I, I mean, I listen, if, if I, I keep saying this, that like Omega stole the, stole the title from him by cheating. And that was that pissed off Moxley, like really pissed him off. It's yeah. one of the reasons he was able to get a rematch. And that thing went went horribly awry. So I think that there's a there's an interesting thing about him becoming what he hates to get back the thing that was stolen from him <clears throat> by cheating to beat Brian Danielson. Like there's an interesting way of doing that because I think he can he will he will beat everybody in this tournament that he faces real quick, except Brian Danielson's not going to be that quick. And that's going to piss him off that he's not able to do to him what he did to Orange Cassidy, what he did to 10. I'm still not sold that they don't bait and switch and that Brian doesn't just, you know, cheat to win just to get to the title and then really beat that, the shit that out could of him. That's a story for, for Moxley, too. We've got a bunch of super chats still to, to catch up on. <laughs> Nurguru says, I'm pretty darn terrified Moxley's going to kill Brian. I think that's a perfect heel turn. He wins the tourney and destroys Hangman. Tonight convinced me that John Moxley is going to win this over new yeah. top guy, Brian Danielson. Yep. Moxley says, ready for Sheeta mob boss Joshi run. Oh, me too. Mm -hmm. And Brendan says, that metaphorically demanding uh, Riho's pinky would be brutal and heartbreaking and amazing. <laughs> it would be. It would be. Uh, let me tell you, it'd be a hell of a lot better than Taka joining Kai and Tai back in the day <laughs> and chopping a dude's penis off. Yep. Uh, something tells me it'd be pulled off a little bit better than that. Ian Hunter says, Alex, do Tony D'Angelo talking like Dan Housen? <laughs> you mean Tony D'Anhausen? Because that's what I'm doing. Tony D'Anhausen says that, listen. Uh, very, very nice. Very evil. Very, very nice. Me, I'm very evil. Look how evil I am. I'm so evil. Tony Deanne, Tony Deanne Housen. That's me. Whatever you're talking about. I don't know. Nerd says, next time Blue choose a sponsor, can it be a pre-record of Alex as Tony D'Angelo doing the read? <laughs> Fightful Faithful needs that. That sounds like a really great idea. <laughs> you want to get your dick hard? Eh. <laughs> 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 hey. 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 Rockstark CP says, this is my first super chat. Wanted to tell you guys are awesome. You helped me forget about my problems. I've been having a year. So thank you. Let me tell you, you guys make me forget about my problems. Yes, very, that, very much so. I can't yeah. tell you how important that is to me. Uh, thank you guys. Flow Pro for show says, got great seats for the November 10th Dynamite at Indiana Fairgrounds. So stoked to see this live. That AEW experience, man. It is fun live. Cliff Beard says, what are the odds Sammy picks Lambert for full gear? They should. I mean, I mean I, that I would, would be the I logical thing. I would thing hope to do. 100%. Like, that match should be Dan Lambert tapping out in the walls of Jericho. Like, yeah. that's how the match should end. Like, he's the only one who should take that. Yeah. Do you want to say this one? Double ghoul housing over here. <laughs> I swear, every time. Every every week, it's like my mind resets, and I'm like, "Oh, Alex is a trained actor." <laughs> every single time. <laughs> Sawyer says, according to commentary, Inner Circle did disband and now reunited. I don't get it, buddy. Me either. 
Uh, Nico says, Kamaru Usman is an American top team guy, right? Can he please break Jericho's jaw so we don't have to hear these bad American Pie inspired promos? Kamaru Usman is an American top team guy. <laughs> break everybody's <laughs> jaw right now. He's one of the baddest dudes in the world. Um, I don't think they'll land him. I think Dana White would have a bit of a problem with one of his top guys right now. And I know that Masvidal was there, but I think that'd be a little different. Oh, let's talk about the Eddie Brian, Eddie Kingston, Brian Danielson thing. I didn't get to watch this for a couple days. And then I did. Holy shit. My God, man. So, Robert? Yeah. Danielson's like walks up to a nonchalant Eddie Kingston and he's like, I'm jealous of you. You've got so much talent. You've got so much heart, but you're lazy. He's like, and that pisses me off. And Eddie Kingston's like, Oh, I am. Am I, I am. We'll see. This took 45 seconds. I don't believe Eddie Kingston's going to win. I don't think there's a chance in hell. But I want to see what Eddie Kingston's going to try to do to win, Robert. This yeah. kicked ass. And they followed that great promo from Saturday with one today about Kingston saying, you don't understand my struggles. I take Zoloft in the morning just to make sure I don't hurt people. And Brian saying, listen, buddy, I go through it too. We all do and we all suck it up and get to work. And once he fired up Kingston, he says, good, that's the guy I want to face. There's something calculated and yet really evil about Brian Danielson that wants to get his adversary in just the worst legitimate mood possible just to get the best fight out of them possible. And I can't wait to see it on Friday. I, I loved that. He was like, um, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley are the two toughest yep. wrestlers I've ever seen. And there's a reason why he go ahead and dropped that name of John Moxley in there. Not just because he and Eddie Kingston are in or are in canon best friends, but like that being a thing of like him him the storyline I feel like needs to be Brian Danielson needs to really really hurt Eddie Kingston to give him to make him give up. And that could piss off Moxley even more. Like there's a lot of really great stuff there. Cliff Beard says, what does Walter think of Sheeta versus Deeb? Yeah, I, I I like the match. I like watching the two women smash each other. I like the I like the she like Sheeta. She she's a great, great wrestler. I love I love Serena Deeb. I love that she looks like the hit woman, uh Bretina Hart. I, I love her, but I think the right woman won, and you know, I love the violence. Walter loves violence. So I love I love this match. I cannot wait to see what happens next in this feud. Nacho Man Normie Summers says my Halloween costumes. Winston from Ghostbusters and Tyrone Biggums from Chappelle Show. Your thoughts, Gabagool. Uh, I think Tyrone Biggums is one of the greatest television characters of all time. Mm -hmm. Whenever somebody's in a hurry, I ask them if they're going to the free crack giveaway. Uh, so that is that is important. Winston from Ghostbusters. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Hell yeah. B Dan is very evil. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got a couple more super chats. Launchpod says, Eddie, I have serious depression and I take meds, but still have horrifying outbursts of rage. <laughs> Every day is a battle. Brian, that's what I want to hear, baby. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's uh, great. 
Riven Blade says live reports for Eddie and Brian say amazing. Give me. Oh, I forgot that's taped. I can't wait. I can't wait. Ronald Hollick says, with Dante being from Minnesota, any chance that Dante versus Leo Rush will be the buy-in March for full gear? Uh, um, what after what happens on Rampage Friday? I don't know. I don't know yet. Um, I have no idea, but um, it would make sense to do that eventually. I think Leo should lead Top Flight because they need somebody to talk for him, or not talk for him, help them learn to talk. I believe we're caught up. I believe we're at the main event. Boy, was this something. (laughs) So, we've got the Dark Order coming out in a variety of costumes. I believe I saw Kratos. I saw Brandon Cutler. Uh, What are are some other ones that we saw, guys? Uh, Bambi. Lots of cowboy shit. Lots of cowboy shit. Yep. And uh, Bambi, John Bambi. Silver as Bambi. And there was a horse. I did call the horse if you watch this show yes, on Saturday. I did say there would be a horse. Yeah. Uh, we said, we were of course, be like, of course. Uh, a human centipede locked horse with like 18 legs. There's going to be nine guys in the costume. <laughs> but uh, also, uh, the one thing I did love was that <laughs> Evil Uno had a, had a fake mustache pasted on his mask. I thought that was a great way of like adding a little bit more cowboy shit to the cowboy shit. Then we got a version of the Ghostbusters that came out with a with a custom elite song. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! So <laughs> I thought, oh, this could be really bad. I was wrong. I was so happy with how stupid and hilarious this was. Daniel says it has a good mix of of silly and serious. Uh, Rob Reed said it was nice seeing Stu Grayson dress as Champa from last night. <laughs> Roman says it's all about the budge. <sighs> well, let me tell you, it, it I don't know, Denise Sal Cutler. That's it. That's the super chat. Okay, I gotta. Okay, I was gonna load up one image. I gotta load up two. Mm-hmm. Denise Salcedo is killing it with her costumes this week. I'm not even gonna try to compete. There is no way I'm gonna try to compete with what Denise is doing. And I gotta show you guys. Have you all seen this yet? Yeah. I have not. Oh, boy. Let me fire it up. It's loading. Don't worry. Unreal. Can't believe it. Taking its time. Oh, that's fantastic. What is with this woman? Well, there's also a Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man out there. And after the Elite, Molly whopped the horse. And they're like, oh, it's Hangman. It's such elementary pro wrestling. This is shit you would see in 1983, and it works. One of the most hilarious, stupid-ass, amazing reveals I've ever seen. Adam Hangman Page (laughs) is the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, and this is already a meme. Of course it is. This is the new Undertaker AJ meme. Yep. It's brilliant, Robert. Yeah, poor uh, Adam Cole's been caught in quite a few of these. He had a, a few with Keith Lee and NXT. It's, it's one of those things. Hangman is brilliant. He knows these guys well enough to know, well, they're going to be the Ghostbusters. I'll make sure to be the marshmallow guy just so I get the jump on them. It's fun. It's silly. Look, it would happen in Memphis. 
in the 80s and everybody who worked for that promotion that will probably hate this would have easily been a part of this years ago it's proof that wrestling works when wrestling stays true to wrestling it's also it's also proof that that rest, wrestlers are just huge dorks yeah and i love them so much because i am one too I, I i love that during the match i saw a lot of people on my timeline saying brandon cutler as the stay puff marshmallow man is fantastic so yes. they were being worked in the moment and tweeting about it and i thought that was great i i figured out maybe two-thirds of the way through the match i think this is what they're going to do but i expected brandon cutler to come out of the back like tied up like with his with his head showing i didn't expect him to be the horse's head underneath that was a great extra layer the whole thing was amazing and man like adam page ripping off the head of the marshmallow costume just scowling just staring daggers at the back of jack jackson that was amazing oh it's so good oh man Lots of super chats about this. This was so much fun. Brent Lockman. Yes, let's put over Mikey Ruckus. He said he put that together a song together in three hours. He's been such a great pickup for that company. Such a fun main event. Mikey Ruckus rules and good things yeah. happen to good people and talented people. For all everybody going, go get Jim Johnston. Go get CFOs. No, they did the right thing. Get Mikey Ruckus and he rules. Aiden says, was in the arena tonight. The hangman pop is unreal. Not sure if it came through, but they were also really hot for Sheeta Deeb. Oh, buddy, it came through. Yep. It came through. A bunch of super chats about this. Hangman's face killed me, says Ty Noel. Uh, I don't know if I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Daniel says, love Uno and the ref holding feet move. Grayson is great. He's one of those guys. He's going to have a singles match one day and people are going to go. Oh, Dan. Dan says, first time super chat and supporter of Fightful Select. Great episode from Sammy's shooting star to the outside to the main event was insane. Well, Dan, thank you so much for subscribing to Fightful Select. You, you guys can too. It's $5 a month, 16 cents a day. You get at least seven shows a week. Everything from Alex's post-show reviews to my Q&As. I do a figure haul every week. Steven Jensen does stuff. We've got retro reviews there. We've got dozens of them. And that's in addition to breaking news. At least once a day, we have something exclusive up there. Usually, usually more. By far, more exclusive information than any wrestling website. Uh, so check it out, FightfulSelect.com. Nacho Man Normie Summer says those were gimmicked proton packs. I missed the good old days when proton <laughs> packs were men. The funniest thing to me is Shivani, who's a nerd, is like, oh, they got the proton packs. And Jim Ross is just like, what is this? What are these <laughs> proton packs? Just absolutely just angry with what has happened to wrestling. Jim Ross, who absolutely did not know what a proton pack was, but was like 33 when that movie came out. So I don't know what to say. Eloquent says, this is the only the second ref bump I've seen on AEW. Impressive. I feel like I've seen more. I think I've seen way more than that. But maybe I'm misremembering. Sawyer says, stealing my friend's tweet. Hangman struggling to get the costume off past his boots, getting frustrated and ending it around his ankles. Man of the people. So true. Him waddling around with the costume around his ankles was great. Listen, Alex, common sense booking, it makes him relatable. Yes, exactly. It makes him very relatable. Who among us has not? 
Mike Preventure too says AEW needs a short hangman or a short title reign. And Hangman has been prepping for wrestling god Omega. Having him answer to actual psychopath Moxley would rule. It could. Yeah. It could. I believe in AEW to tell a whole lot of different stories very, very effectively. And I'm not of the belief that short title reign buries it. I had a lot of people saying that about Ciampa last night. I'm like, no, sometimes I just want to see people wreck shit. And I like watching Braun break a, cur- break a cake stuff. <laughs> That's what I want. Evangelina Gray says, uh, I saw the marshmallow man comforting the ref when he was out and thought it was out of character for Cutler. Should have guessed it was Hangman. <laughs> Cliff Beard says Nakazawa should have been Slimer. I kind of like that he was the big baby. He was, that he was, was Adam a, Cole's baby. Yeah. That was good. Biomonkey says, but then wait a second. Who's the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man is the greatest <laughs> column for wrestling. And I'll fight anyone that says otherwise. Music and Moonsault says the only thing I like more wrestling are Kiss and Ghostbusters. Needless to say, the past few days have been awesome for me. <laughs> Buddy, the Kiss demon showing up <laughs> and us getting the exclusive. Yeah, it's actually him. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> Mike Preventure 2 says Hangman suggesting Dark Order wear costumes last week, knowing the elite couldn't resist showing them up so he could infiltrate them. <laughs> yes. Alex, that's got to be the plot point. It's he's got to be like, he's got to be like, I've hung out with those guys. <laughs> I know how they are. I knew they couldn't help themselves. Right. That's brilliant. I, I need behind the scenes footage on BTE of Cutler walking into the, to the to dressing room to get up, put on his thing. And it's just hangman sitting there waiting for him with a roll of duct tape. Like, oh. And then he comes out wearing the suit and they're like, come on guys, we're going to get our picture taken before we go down to the ring. Brendan, you doing all right? He just gets Man. the thumbs up in the suit. It's good. It's so good. <laughs> so, guys, uh, he- send in your super chats. We'll get your question or statement read on the air. Jay Mules says, I'm so hyped for full gear. It's going to be my first ever pro wrestling show. I feel so spoiled. Wow. You're yeah. going to be. You're going to be. Nico Rigoli says, I just realized we need a segment involving Dan Housen trying to steal teeth from Britt Baker's dental office while she's with <laughs> patients. That is a great BTE skit if I've ever seen it. Um, I always thought a good Britt Baker skit would be like her diagnosing injuries and be like, we have to amputate. And it's like, you're not that kind of doctor. Yeah. Uh, Jay Sindler, I can't pronounce that. Jace Lindros says the fact that Silver didn't attack the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man on the outside was a hint at it not being Brandon. It is those little things. Little things, man. Guys, leave a thumbs up on this video. It uh, would mean an awful lot to me. You guys have super chatted your heckin' balls off today, and I can't tell you how much that means to me that you guys support us directly. You can continue to do that at Fightful Select, but Robert, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter and every other social media platform at Dude Felice. Go check that out to see where else I'm talking into this microphone, and I'm on Fightful pretty much every day of the week. So, yeah. Alex, where are you at? Uh, they can find me on the Twitter uh, at Alex Sour Graps. Uh, I do two shows a week on Fightful Select, uh, eviscerating the terrible booking uh, and lazy storytelling on Raw and SmackDown. Uh, and then uh, on Tuesdays on this for a YouTube channel, uh, I'm here for from now on, no more than two hours at a time consecutively. What do you mean, no doing more? Impressions <laughs> of people. I like, asked him to scale like my it back. friend Bony D'Angelo. 
Hey, it's me, Boney D'Angelo, Tony's cousin. Yes, I did ask him to scale it back to two hours. <laughs> Brendan says, has Britt Baker sang the dentist song from Little Shop of Horrors on BTE yet? She's not on BTE much. Yeah. Um, we got Mad Rock saying small background thing was Hangman petting the ref when he was knocked out. That was a really good little little thing, too. Uh, Sports Riot says, play, I didn't realize tonight. Where's Don Callis? Um, although you, I think you called him Don Cialis, which... <laughs> Is great. I know it was just a typo, but it's a hilarious one. I don't know. I'll ask. It's not tied to the impact stuff because he's not there anymore. Sawyer said, Kenny conjured Hangman because Hangman is uh, in his head the way that Ray Stance <laughs> summered the <laughs> marshmallow man. <laughs> Choose the destructor. <laughs> Jackalope J says, Dan Housen should be the leader of the Dark Order. I mean, no, there's nobody else more evil. Uh, yeah, I think he should try to be on BTE. Mm-hmm. I think he should try to be there. Dear Tony D'Angelo, who are you going to call? Ghostbusters! Gabagool. And now people are just keeping us on the air. Jay Blood <laughs> says, if Ghostbuster, uh, the joke, Ghostbuster Stay Puff reference goes deeper. Marshmallow Man was a fond memory for Ray. Hangman's relationship was a fond memory for the elite. Oh, see, there you go. Goes deep. I doubt it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but I like what you're doing here, Jay Blood. I admire it. I appreciate it. There you go. Guys, thank you all so much. Uh, please check out the distraction on YouTube. It's youtube.com slash fightful distraction. They're working really hard to remonetize that channel. It would mean an awful lot. Grapsity on Saturday as well. We also had the list in your boy today talking all kinds of wrestling news. Until next time, we're out. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast.